guys, welcome to Kristen in the City podcast, a podcast where absolutely nothing is out of bounds. Every Monday, we're going to dive into some hot topics and we're going to discuss some things that we all go through. You're not alone. So grab your wine, grab your popcorn or turn the volume up in your car because we're going to laugh, maybe even cry together because y'all know life is a lot. So I'm your host, Kristen, and let's get real. Well, hello, everybody, and happy Monday, and of course, welcome to another week of quarantine. We knocked out another week, you guys. Go us. We deserve some sort of snack or alcoholic beverage or both or whatever. I'm drinking coffee right now because it's technically my morning. I mean, it's like 2.30 in the afternoon, but it's my morning because at this point, I'm nocturnal. There are no rules. What is time? Who knows? So I am drinking coffee as of right now, but I hope that y'all are surviving and thriving and staying sane. But I have to admit something to you guys. Like the past two or three days, I have been so freaking emotional and I don't know why. Like I am not an emotional person. I don't show emotions. I'm not that girl. I'm an Aquarius. Like what are emotions? Um, But I don't know if it's because of the fact that it's that time of the month for me or if it's Miss Rona or the combination of the two. But I feel like when I'm, you know, on my period, I'm not really like that PMSy. like maybe a couple days before I start. But when I'm on it, I don't feel like I'm like emotional or in my feelings. Maybe I am. I don't know. But this, this, this time y'all, ooh wee child, it's on another level. So I have been in my feelings about everything. Um, Today I feel a little bit more normal and like a little bit more like myself, thank goodness. But I was really struggling there for a second. And when I get emotional, the very few times that I do, I feel helpless. I feel like I am just like poor, pitiful old me. I have the worst life ever. Like what is even life? I don't even know. So it's been rough, but I do feel normal. But if you have been feeling like an unusual level of sadness lately, I just truly think it's because life sucks right now, just to be honest. My cat just ran past me. So if y'all heard that, you know, she's just tiger queening, you know, it's fine. Just ignore it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've been feeling emotional. You're not alone if you feel the same way. But yeah, we're feeling a little bit better today. Okay. Anyway, so today, as you see from the title, we're, we're getting in there. We're just hop, we're hopping right in to a very touchy subject and probably something that rules our entire existence. And it's sex. S-E-X, sex. We'll just go ahead and get that word. Um, <laughs> from being uncomfortable to say, we're talking about sex. So I hope y'all are ready. We're going to talk about some things that um, I talked about on my Instagram story. I kind of took a poll and uh, wanted to kind of run an experiment. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the good things about sex, the bad things about sex, and everything in between. So I hope that y'all are ready. Uh, Maybe sit down somewhere and maybe uh, have an alcoholic beverage because we're getting all the way real. So let's get into it. So like, what's the tea with sex, right? Like, why do we see it everywhere? Why can I not get on my Twitter app and not see porn? Like, why is it everywhere? But to be honest, like, let's just be real. The world benefits and thrives off of sex. So why is that? Possibly because it's probably the best that we feel in life, sadly. Um, But I did a lot of research about this topic going into this podcast. So the preparation that I did for this episode, I feel like I'm a little bit smarter and kind of understand a little bit more what's going on inside of our brains, inside of our bodies, 
when we do have sex. So with that being said, I'm an expert. I'm just kidding. I'm not an expert at all. But a lot of what I read makes a lot of sense. And I was unaware of uh, what happens inside our brains when we have sex. So the, the coolest part that I did not know, I knew about all the chemicals and stuff that, that's released when you orgasm and stuff like that. But what I read about what happens when you're having sex, uh, logically, made me bust out laughing. Okay, so when you're having sex... The part of your brain that makes logical choices in your decision making, um, I didn't write down the actual part of the brain because it was a very long, long uh, name, but the part of your brain that makes logical decisions shuts down, you guys. <laughs> it quits working. It says bye-bye. <laughs> and But it makes so much sense because that's why we're all more comfortable and uh, there's really no rules in bed when you're having sex is because that part of your brain that makes logical choices is like, see you later, see you in... 30 minutes or five seconds, I don't, whatever. Um, but it shuts down, you guys. And I'm like, holy crap. So a lot of the times when you're in the mood or you're about to have sex with somebody and maybe it's not the, the, the best choice, we've all been there, that's why. It's because a logical part of your brain shuts down. Crazy, right? So other than that, though, we're going to just talk about some things that happen in your brain. So I think we have all heard of dopamine and oxytocin, right? We've heard about it at some point in our lives. But dopamine and oxytocin are just two of the many chemicals that get released in our brain when we do anything that makes us feel good. So whether that's sex, whether that's even working out, or even doing drugs, these chemicals are responsible for making us want to go back to those things. So um, that's why drugs are so addictive is because it launches these chemicals into, you know, hyperactive mode and we want to feel like that again we want to feel that rush we want to feel good and on top of the world so um I was doing some research online and it's crazy but when you reach that certain point in sex our body releases dopamine and oxytocin at such a high level that it's actually the most that our bodies can release naturally so when we have sex that's the most that our body can release it shoots it up to the next level so that's why sex is on our brain so much because it makes us feel good, right? Um, but one thing that kind of had me thinking, right, is that when we have sex, regardless if you know this person well or if you're married to them or whatever, you're bonding with that person, okay? It's literally science, okay? <laughs> so you are bonding with that person. Now, whether you act upon it after you're done or whatever, that's on you. Um, but these chemicals were made to actually make us bond better with whoever we're having sex with. Prolactin is another chemical that gets released when you're having sex with somebody. And if you're a mother, you are familiar with prolactin because it's actually the chemi chemical that gets released when you're breastfeeding a baby. So that also gets released when you're having sex. So hear me out, right? The more that you have sex, casual sex, before you're married, um, you're hardwiring your brain into getting used to how this feels. So when the time comes for you to get married and to settle down, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because if you don't have casual sex and, you know, I'm not even saying that you necessarily have to wait, you know, that's a good, that's a good piece of advice is to wait. But the less that you have your body getting used to the feeling of that level of oxytocin and dopamine being released, the more likely you are to be able to use sex to your advantage, okay? If you're married with someone and you're just not getting along, 
those chemicals can be used to your advantage and help you to grow together and to bond more effectively. But if you're out just having casual sex and sleeping with just everybody, you're hardwiring, hardwiring your brain into getting used to what that feels like. So it's not going to be as useful as it could be if you just keep, if you don't do that, you know what I mean? So um, just think about that. And I know that sex before marriage is such a weird thing to talk about because you have some people that agree that, yeah, sex before marriage is, is just detrimental to your future relationship. And then you have some people that's like, no, I want to know what kind of sex game you have before I marry you, before I'm stuck with you. And we're going to jump into this a little bit more, um, in a couple minutes because I did an Instagram poll on what you guys think, like, would you wait until marriage if someone insisted or no? And I asked the people that said no, why? And I'm, I'm going to talk about the responses because they are very interesting and I'm going to tell you my side on it too, but I just think it's wild that sex is a lot deeper than I think we like to think, you know? It's so kind of like normal and casual now. It's uh, something that we just do on the weekends. Like when you go out, it's like, oh yeah, I slept with this guy. And it's kind of disheartening. Um, I'm not the kind of person that has ever had casual sex ever. Um, there have been times where I've slipped up and slept with somebody, but it's never been a stranger um, and it's never been someone that I just didn't even care for. Um, but I know a lot of people who just have casual sex and it's, it's a lot more detrimental than we think. And, um, you know, everybody has their own opinions, but I just want you to think a little bit chemically speaking and biologically speaking on what happens to your body when you have sex. Look more into it, um, for yourself on what happens I know I just kind of touched on dopamine and um, oxytocin, but there's a lot of other things that happen to your body when you have sex. So um, you can either think of it as, oh yeah, like I want to do more of that then, or you can maybe think that I don't want to do as much of it. That's totally up for you um, to decide, but let's jump into this whole sex, be sex before marriage situation and let's just dig deep into it. So I got onto Instagram and I made a poll and I asked you guys if y'all would wait until marriage to have sex. And I posted it five hours ago, and as of right now, 57% of people said no, that they would not wait, and 43% of people said yes, that they would wait, which is really weird to me because I feel like I posted this same poll like maybe a year ago or so, and more people said that they would wait. So I don't know, maybe people just changed their minds or whatever, um, but I did ask on the next slide for those of you who did say no, that you wouldn't wait on why you wouldn't. And I'm going to share some of the responses. I'm not going to say who said what, but I'm just going to read through them really quickly. Um, one person said that they felt like an emotional and physical connection are important to experience to make sure that they're the one. One person said, I've never been one to sleep around, but I feel like that's extremely important. One person said, try before you buy. Uh, one person said, because if it's terrible, then you're stuck. <laughs> You guys, my friends. Okay, uh, another person said, it's good to see each other's communication flaws and strengths. Uh, one person said, easy answer. Would you buy a car before test driving it? <laughs> you guys, y'all are too much. Are we really comparing ourselves to cars right now? Like, is, is that a thing? Um, one person said, the ones that said yes are lying. <laughs> but you also need to be sexually compatible to work out. One person kind of gave a lengthy response and basically just said that some people just don't work together sexually. And then one person said basically like, you know, what if their um, equipment is not adequate, <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying. Um, but should I say this? 
Am I going to say it? Should I? Am I going to do it? Yeah, I'm going to say it. We're keeping it real on this podcast, right? So nothing is off balance. I literally say that in the beginning of every episode. So like, let's just talk about it for a second. Okay. Um, we can tell, or you should be able to tell if someone is packing or not. Like, can we just be honest about that? We can see it through your pants. We can see it like, hello, the same way that guys look at girls' booties. We look, we, it's the same thing. Okay. It is the exact same thing. We can see it. Uh, gray sweatpants are popular for a reason. They're not cute. They, I mean, you can just like, come on. Come on, do I have to say it? We can see it, you guys, we can see it. And I know some of you guys do it on purpose, okay? The same way that we like to wear our cute little leggings, emphasize our booty the right way, y'all do the same thing. You can't can't fool us, you can't fool me, you can't fool my sisters around us, you can't fool us. We know what you're doing. So off top, you can tell if someone has got it or if they don't, okay? Next, next topic of discussion. Um, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I feel like I can tell if someone's sex game is going to be good or not. Like, we all have different things that we like when it comes to things in bed, right? For me personally, I like confidence and I like for you to... Should I even... Look, nothing's off balance. Got to keep reminding myself of that. I like someone who can take control, okay? So I can tell in real life just from the way that you act if you're going to be able to be that way. I can tell. Um, whatever you like, more than likely, you're going to be able to tell if they're going to offer that for you just from how they are, okay? Right? I know there's exceptions to every single rule, but just pay attention to how people are and how, and like, what kind of energy they give off, like, what kind of aura do they have around them? More than likely, that's going to be reflected in bed. So already, I feel like over half of the battle is already battled and already completed just from knowing somebody. So I guess if you're just sleeping with random people that you don't know, then yeah, you're probably not going to know how they are in bed. But if you're dating somebody and you're with them all the time, can we please just be real and we know if you're going to be good or not, okay? Same way with men. Men, let me know. I know more women listen to my channel than men. But men, can you tell if if women are going to be good or not, like how we can, because I feel like us women know, okay, we know whether you're going to be garbage or not, okay, but I'm just curious to know if you can tell men that women are going to be good or bad, okay, because you can't always see the same things that we see. I want you to think about that for a second. You know what I'm talking about. We're all smart here. We're all grown, Um, but yeah, like I said, it is terrifying to think that you might possibly be married to someone who's going to be garbage. But even the people that, who have the best sex lives, right? There's going to be um, there's going to be some times where you might run into some sexual situations that are going to be a problem. Okay, there are so many things health related that could happen. There's so many things that can happen, like kids. Kids are going to interrupt your sex life, you guys. I don't even have kids, and I know that. So. Just because someone is really good at sex when it's just y'all two or you're having a really good sex phase does not mean that that's going to last. There are going to be things that happen in y'all's relationship that affects your sex life. So it's not as important as you would think it is. It is very important, okay, because those chemicals that we talked about earlier, they're made to bond us closer, right? So it is very, very important and, you know, it feels good. So obviously we want to feel good in life, especially with your significant other, but there are going to be things that come up in your life that affect your sex life. So please, dear God, don't think that sex is like the most important thing on the planet because I'm going to break something down to y'all really quick and this blew my mind 
when I heard it said to me. So I'm going to break something down for y'all and it's going to blow your marbles. So here we go. So like I said before, I did my research on this, okay? So I'm going to break it down to y'all a little something like this. I Googled and I asked Google, hey, um, so what's the average time that a couple spends having sex, like each, each session? So just like one session. And it's 28 minutes, okay? 28 minutes. And I feel like that's pretty fair. Obviously, there's going to be time that's more and less or whatever. But the average amount of time that a couple spends having sex each session is 28 minutes. But I'm going to bump it up to 30 because I believe in y'all. Y'all are better than 28 minutes. I'm going to bump it up to 30, okay? Um, then I also Googled. I was like, hey, Google. So, like, how many times a year do people have sex? Like, how many? what does that look like? And it's 54 times a year, roughly, which is once a week. And I'm like, okay, that's fair, okay? Again, I know that some people are more sexually active or less whatever, but we're going to say once a week, 54 times a year. So 54 times a year with it being 28 minutes a piece, that's 1,620 minutes a year having sex. It's a lot of minutes, okay? Like, okay, all right, I see you. Um, but there are 525,600 minutes in a calendar year, all right? So I did the math. With 1,620 minutes of your year is spent having sex, that's less than 1%. So 1%, all right, 1% of 525,600 minutes is 5,256 minutes, okay? So that's 1%. 1% of your year less than, okay? Like, let's just say that you spend like five... 5,256 minutes of your year having sex. Like, your your sex game's top-notch. Y'all are sexually active, like, to the next level, right? Y'all never get mad at each other. Um, so even if you spent that amount of time, that's still 1% of your year. So what I'm saying is that although sex is very, very important, the other 99% of your life and your existence with your significant other is doing other things, okay? So you are going to have to learn, ladies and men, to offer something more than sex because it's not what you're gonna be doing most of the time. Let me tell you what you're gonna be doing most of the time. Raising kids, cooking dinners together, sleeping together, like, I mean, actually sleeping in the same bed, okay? Uh, You're gonna be using most of your time I don't know, sitting there watching TV, basically being in each other's presence. That is what is going to take you the distance, not sex. And although I hear a lot of people say that sex ruins a relationship, you're trying to tell me that less than 1% of, of time that you're doing is ruining your whole relationships. Negative, I don't believe it. It's something within the other 99%, okay? I just broke that down to you because I just want to put it in perspective to you, okay? Sex is not everything. And so for those of you who have managed somehow, somehow to wait until marriage to have sex, props to you. I seriously look up to you. I wish that I could be you and I wish that I could start over. Um, and for those of you like me who, have, who want to wait until marriage to have sex, you know, props to us too. I'm not perfect. I have slipped up. Like I'm not even trying to sit here and tell you that. I'm like, I am 100% you know, I'm, I'm dedicated. Nothing can get me off track because look, I am a sinner to the, to the utmost, you know, degree. Okay. Just like everybody else, I slip up. All right. And I have slipped up. I have let people get me off track, 
but does it sound good? Like, yeah, it really, really, really does because a lot of things get ruined by sex, you guys. And a lot of things have already, be, have already been made harder for me because I had chosen to have sex before marriage. And I know that's a very hard, hard pill to swallow, but understand that if you have been sexually active and all of that before your marriage, know that you've kind of made a harder pathway for yourself just because of that decision that you've made, okay? When people say things about the Bible, and obviously I believe in the word, okay? I really do. I don't look at the Bible as a rule book about you have to do this, or if you do this and this happens, it's not meant to be used that way. It's really a cheat. It's a really a cheat code book to life. God invented sex. He loves sex. The reason why he made it the way that it is is because he wants people that are married to experience all the great things that comes with ha with having sex, right? All the great chemical reactions that happen and how good it makes you feel. Okay? He's he he likes it. He tells people to do it. Um but the reason why he says not to do it before marriage is not because he doesn't want you to enjoy your life. It's because it makes things more difficult. Can we please just agree on that? It really does. It damages us in ways that we can't really see until we truly just reflect on it. Um, and for me personally, I don't know about anybody else. I can't speak on anybody else. But the ways that it has made it harder on me to date is because I think that I have to be a certain way sexually or I have to to meet a certain criteria in order to be good at sex in the future, okay? And so it has planted a deep-rooted insecurity within myself already because I'm constantly worried about what I look like, how I look, or how I look in a, how I look in like a certain dress or, or whatever. So it damages in ways that you can't really see until you're married and then you realize like, ah, oh, yeah. Um, secondly, I think about when I'm married, how much better the sex would be or can be if I wasn't already used to that chemical, all those chemicals being released and stuff like that. So I could have potentially had, a, had the chance to bond to a deeper level with the person that I might marry later on or if I even get married. Um, I could have bonded more so with that person if I didn't make the choices that I did now. And that's something that I'm going to always think about. I can always, I shouldn't think about what ifs, but it's just kind of how it is. Um, but yeah, like, it is important, and I feel like I wish that more people kind of understood how powerful sex is, but I don't think we understand just because it's just thrown around constantly. Um, but yeah, like, that's crazy, right? That less than 1% of your time is going to be had having sex. So we, you know, I feel like we have it a little bit wrong. And I even had one person respond and say, uh, like, it, like, sent me a direct message because they... Um, had a really long response, but it said, yeah, I would, I would be down to wait until marriage to have sex if that person was a virgin, but I wouldn't wait if they had already had sex because like a lot of people have already had them. So it's really weird that you automatically chose me or the person that you're going to marry to, to then decide. And that the response kind of broke my heart a little bit because people can change and want to do better, right? Like if I had somebody tell me, if I was dating somebody and I told them like, yeah, I would really prefer to wait until marriage to have sex. And they were like, oh, well, I mean, like you've already had sex and people have already had sex with you. So why are you choosing me? I would be really floored by that. And to be honest, their relationship would no longer be a thing. That's hella disrespectful to me because that's like saying to somebody, well, um, you've already like been an alcoholic. So like, why won't you just like have another drink right now? That's kind of like what equates uh, to me in the same sense. So 
sex is important, okay? Um, but I have seen people that have successful marriages that haven't waited. So I'm not saying it's like a black and white situation, but I just want people to think a little bit deeper on why it is so powerful and maybe the things that you can benefit from like holding out, you know? So the next topic that I want to hit was mentioned several times and it's 100% a thing. <laughs> um, it's sexual compatibility. And yeah, this is so, so important that you are sexually compatible with whoever that you're sleeping with or whoever that you're with. Um, and I think that we can all agree <laughs> that we have been in a situation where we slept with somebody that we like were not sexually compatible with at all. And like, can we be real? It's freaking garbage. It's trash. It's terrible. The whole time it's happening, you're like, why, why is this happening? Why is this thing? Like, please get me out of here. I'm about to act like I'm dead. I don't know. Um, and when we leave, we want to jump off of whatever interstate's closest to us. We're like, why did I do that? No. And it's like instant regret, right? Um, but for me, sexual compatibility is directly correlated with how much I care about somebody. I have never been the person that just like goes around and sleeps with people. I just don't like it. Um, I think like this is going to sound very conceited, but this is just how I think and I'm being real. Um, I don't want everybody to be able to say they've had sex with me. Just the thought of that makes me want to cringe. I want people to say like, yeah, Kristen's cool, but like, I don't know anybody that's up with her. Do you know anybody that's up with her? They're like, nope, I don't know. And although like, let's be real, not everybody can say that, but I want to be someone that not a lot of people have had the had the um, pleasure, I guess you could say, of being with me in that way. Um, I don't want to be like in rotation. I don't want to be someone that's known as like, ah, yeah. I don't want people to be able to tell stories about me. That's weird. I don't like it. I'm not here for it. Um, so I've never been that person just to sleep around with people. I don't, I only sleep with people I like care about. End of discussion. <laughs> like, and I can sit here and tell you, that the best sex I've had is in direct correlation with the people I love the most. So even though I have probably slept with people who performance-wise, probably a 10, whatever, but it still does not equate to the people that I've slept with that I love the most. It just, it doesn't, it's not a match. Um, so for me, like sexual compatibility has to do with how much someone loves and cares about me and who doesn't. It's not hard to find out if people care about you during sex, okay? Like, nothing out of bounds, nothing out of bounds. I have, to, I have to keep reminding myself that I need to stop filtering myself because I had told y'all that we're getting real, okay? So we're gonna get real. I, in my opinion, in my opinion, okay, I have some friends that are wild and kinky and all kinds of weird stuff. But in my opinion, like I said, I'm gonna say that a million times. If you're sleeping with someone who's, just, who's like, you know, <laughs> choking you out or like slapping you or... Things that, like, are just a little bit out of bounds, I think it's kind of like a direct reflection on how they feel about you. Because I just don't think it's right. I think it's very weird for people just to do these, like, weird, like, fetishes. Like, tying people up or bringing out the whips and, like, you know, hurting. I think that's just weird to me. And I don't think that people who truly love you tenderly, that care about you, that care about your well-being, will do that. I don't know. Please tell me if I'm wrong, if you are in a healthy relationship and your husband or your wife loves your soul and wants to take care of you and all that stuff and y'all do that, like, please prove me wrong. But I just feel like from my friends that say they like that, they haven't had the best track record. Sorry. <laughs> like, that's just kind of me. Um, but like I said, the best sex that I've had has just been one that's like super passionate. They care about me. They care about my body 
all of that. So that's, that's what I feel like sexual compatibility is, is how much does that person love you and how much do you love them? Because if you have that equation right, you can teach them things that you like, okay? If you're, if you're not happy about the way that they're doing something, just tell them. They'll learn. They want, if they love you, they're going to want to want to please you just like how you want to be pleased. So um, things can be taught and things can be learned. So yeah, sexual compatibility, it's a thing, but I really think it equates to how much y'all love one another because if y'all got that, sky is the limit, do you feel me? So next up, I want to talk directly to my married people. So if you were married, props to you, hats off, it's actual goals. Like I'm not even kidding you. Marriage is something that should be celebrated. It is such a cool ordeal. Obviously there are going to be, you know, ups and downs just like with everything. But for the most part, marriage is so cool. Like you hopefully get to spend the rest of your life with your best friend. Like, hello, count me in. Um, but I want to talk about something kind of touchy and it might sound crazy to you, but I just want you to hear me out. Okay. So when you get married, you exchange vows, right? And vows, I feel like now are just something that you repeat and you don't really kind of understand the extreme or how important they are. Um, it's basically your promise, not only to your significant other, but to God. And if you're not religious, then, you know, just completely ignore what I just said. But hopefully um, just the promise in general that you're making to your partner is important enough. And uh, a lot more people are making their own vows, um, which I think is super, super cool because, you know, the old traditional vows that say like for, um, for richer, for poorer, for sickness and health and all that other stuff. I don't think we truly grasp what that's actually stating. That means that regardless of whatever happens, okay, regardless of anything that happens, whether you're sick, whether you're super healthy, whether you're dirt poor or have it all, regardless, y'all are going to be there for one another. Um, so with that being said, you have to make sure that if there is something that is a deal breaker for you, make sure that that's not in your vows. So if you being with somebody and say that they lose their job and now y'all are dirt poor, you have to sell everything, you don't have a house or whatever, um, don't say for richer or for poorer then. If that's going to make you bounce, don't say it, okay? Make your own vows and make it very, very clear. So for me, vows are so important, okay? It's the promise. And for me, since I am a, uh, you know, a woman of God, you're also making that vow under God and in front of God. So vows are very, very important to me. And I just want those of you who are maybe, um, thinking about getting married or you're engaged, or for those of you who are already married that remember what you said, remember the promise that you made to your significant other. And obviously, um, sometimes <laughs> all the time, you can't really go back and change your vows, but if you, I wouldn't be like, so against maybe you redoing your vows, because it is so important to hold up your end of the deal and for your significant other to hold up their end of the deal. So if there is a deal breaker of any sort, that's even including cheating, y'all. I'm sorry to say it. And I know that for the most part, nobody wants to be cheated on and it's a deal breaker for the most part. But if that's for real going to make you say, you know what, if someone cheats on me, I I'm not going to work it out and there's no discussion. I'm, I'm divorcing you. Then you need to make sure that that's not in your vows. Okay. <laughs> so that's my advice, and that is something that I think is super, super important um, for me in the future if I ever get married, is that the vows are real. And um, for that specific reason, I probably will write my own vows because of that. Because whatever I vow to and whatever I write down or whatever I promise my significant other and I promise to God, I'm pulling through with that regardless. So um, to my married people, 
if you're going through it right now, just remember your vows. Remember what you promised your significant other and just make it happen. Look, no marriage or no relationship is perfect. Um, It's never going to be good all the time. We are made differently. We react things differently. We process things differently. But I will tell you what, you have to pick your person that you're willing to ride the storm with because People will let you down. We are sinners. We're broken. People will let you down. You will let your significant other down at some point. Nobody is perfect, but remember what you promised your person, okay? And if that kind of convicts you to maybe like, I know a lot of people right now are redoing their vows just so they can remind each other that, hey, we're in this together, write your own. Um, and just remember what you promised that other person. So I just thought I would kind of add that in there. I know some people are probably going to be like, is this girl serious? Like, are we in the 1920s? I'm old school in that sense. Like if I vow in front of everybody, in front of my family, in front of God, in front of you, I'm pulling through with it, you know? Um, And also kind of back to talking about the sex before marriage situation. um, It's kind of weird because a lot of people that said no, that they wouldn't wait um, are going to tell their children to wait. And I think it's kind of hypocritical in the sense because I think whatever you would would tell your uh, son or your daughter to do advice-wise, you know, do the same thing. So if you wouldn't tell your daughter to get back with the same boyfriend that she's, you know, being treated like crap by, um, if, if you don't want her to go back to that, don't go back to that yourself. Like if you're in a toxic relationship and you keep going back and forth and back and forth, um, listen to the advice that you would tell your children. I always tell my friends that, like, well, okay, well, what would you tell your son to do? Or what would you tell your daughter to do? Do the same thing. So if you were going to raise your kid and say, hey, sweetie, like, or hey, son, here are the benefits of waiting till marriage to have sex. Just listen to that and listen to your future self and what you're going to say. Um, because you need to be able to lead by example. And, you know, a lot of the times we try to teach our kids uh, the mistakes that we made and to tell them not to make them again, even though they probably will. But um, don't be so hypocritical to the point where you tell your kids, oh, wait until marriage, but you completely um, disregard the whole idea as an adult, you know? So, I know that this whole topic is just a lot, and a lot of the times, like for me personally, it's hard for me to say, yeah, wait until marriage or to advocate it because that means I'm going to have to like kind of put myself on blast and be like, all right, well, you didn't, so um, how can you advocate for it? And it's because there's just so many benefits that come from it. Um, So yeah, it's touchy, and look, everything that we talk about on this podcast, it is complete opinion. It's my opinion. And you know what? Five years later, I might feel different about the things that I said, but you know what is so cool about having different opinions from other people is that we're all different. Like it is totally 100% okay to disagree with people. It is totally fine. At the end of the day, um, at least just be open-minded about things that are different than from what you think. That's what I always tell like everybody around me. And I should tell myself this because sometimes I catch myself um, like really thinking people are stupid that have a different opinion than me. That's so ignorant to say because we all go through different things. We all have different experiences to make us uh, live life the way that we do, right? So if you don't agree with this, it's totally okay. It doesn't make you a bad person. And I don't think, you know, you're dumb because at the end of the day, we all go through different stuff. So is it possible to have a perfectly fine relationship in marriage, even though you didn't wait? Yeah, 100%. Do I think that you might run into some bumps um, in the road that might not have been there before if you would have waited? Yeah, for sure. But at the end of the day, 
there is going to be things that go wrong in a relationship. So just find your person and just go the distance. And I hope that we all make it because nobody wants to be like disappointed by their significant other. Like it sucks, you know? All right, you guys. So I think I'm going to wrap up this podcast episode. This, uh, particular topic was super fun to talk about. I died laughing, even just like the times that I've had to go back and edit it and stuff. It's going to be funny. Um, but I hope that y'all learned something. I hope that you thought a little bit deeper about some things. That's the whole point of this podcast in general is just to think a little bit deeper and hear somebody else's point of view. Um, I like hearing what you guys have to say too. That's why I always get on my social media and ask you guys what you think. Um, because I don't want it to just be about like, Oh, what's, what's my mindset on? What do I think about this? I really want to get y'all's input on it too. So hopefully this can keep being interactive and uh, it keeps going on the right track. But again, I have enjoyed your feedback and hearing what you guys think. So this is just the beginning. We're going to keep rolling with it. Um, but I did not forget last week I did announce that I was doing a giveaway. Um, I put on there that you could either win a Bible study of your choice or a self-improvement book. And I don't think a lot of you guys are interested in reading right now, (laughs) which is totally fine. Um, in December I did a giveaway and gave away like a whole bunch of makeup and some goodies and y'all were a lot more interested in that. So I promise I will remember that for next time. So next time I do a giveaway, it will be more fun, but the winner of this Um, particular giveaway is Ashley West. So congratulations. Thank you so much for supporting me. I saw your review and it really, really made me happy. Um, Short little story about Ashley. So the first time that we actually encountered one another, we did not care for for one another at all. So if you went to school with us, you definitely remember this. Um, But we actually grew to actually really be fond of each other. And she is, she's pretty freaking awesome. We're similar in a lot of ways. We are very harsh with our words. We are kind of aggressive. Um, so maybe that's why we didn't like each other at first. But it's so funny because uh, she has kids and she's married. And it's weird because back in the day, like back in high school, I never thought that either one of us would be even close to wifey material because we're just like independent. We always have been. We can do stuff on our own. Um, but now she is a wife and a mother and a damn good one at that, like, I love seeing her posts and just like what she's blossomed into. So it's pretty cool. But thank you so much again. Thank you for supporting me. And this will definitely not be the last giveaway. But I hope that you enjoyed listening. And until next time, I hope you all have a fabulous week. Happy quarantine. And I will talk to you all soon. Love you all. Bye.